We want to tell you guys what we loved most about our gardens for the summer season this year. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. I think that intro took a lot better than the last one. What do you think? I agree. <laughs> Thank I God the uh, the new command center crashed on me. <laughs> yeah, I felt more hype about this one. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fall. It's cool. For some, it's cold for others. Mm-hmm. And our gardens are winding down slowly. Some, yeah. I don't know, is yours winding down slowly? Uh, slowly, yes. Um, I think that I had a revelation around fall about the fact that fall has arrived. And it's so, it's less than fall being here, right? Like I'm okay with, you know, the weather in the opening days of fall and it not being officially summer. I think for me in particular, it's how quickly winter weather arrives. Not winter when it comes to the calendar, but winter weather arrives. That's, I have like 30 days maybe of fall weather. And then it's uh, get your shovel out you know your rock salt so yeah yeah it's um i don't miss that at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i have to make a confession Mm. i'm completely addicted to uh fart prank videos the fart spray videos i'm gonna hold my nose in my mouth i don't want to inhale it yeah you thought that i wasn't gonna mention it again since the last one messed up but i have to because it's the greatest thing ever oh so i mean there's a whole genre is what you're telling me like I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things for me, like, I spend a lot of time researching stuff, learning stuff, and sometimes I just, I, I need to turn my brain off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's nothing better, particularly, than watching the sweetest grandmother in the world ride in a car and smell a putrid smell and totally freak out and just all the sweetness goes out the window and you see what really people you know it's, it's just it you can just, see the moment where the me. limit is reached you know? yes <laughs> yes you're on the other side of that yeah so you're telling me that's the one you sent me and just so you know as summer turns to fall i'm sleeping in a bit so i think normally <laughs> you know <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you sent it but it I saw it like an hour after you sent it. So you were already up and about your day and I was just like rolling over. It was the first thing that greeted me in the morning though. So thank you. I think for that. You loved it. You loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Don't even act like you didn't. Listen, I watched it and then I'm like, I'm not even going to reply to him because I can't take him talking to me about farts at 7.15 in the morning. Like... (laughs) I sent it to you at 5.30 in the morning. Well, yeah. And so like 5.30 your time, 6.30 mine. I was still asleep, man. I almost feel ashamed saying that. So everybody, don't you just wish you were my friend so I could send you fart videos? 
Hey, did, you realize I, did you realize I blocked you on that number? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to say, I'm a boy and I have a six-year-old son. <laughs> this, these are the things that rule my world right now. So There was a just, payoff there. So. Like, I, mean, yeah, I, but I was just going to say, I'm with you when it comes to there's a part of turning your brain off for like serious things and things that yeah. are really important. And, you know, I don't think it's fart videos for me, but that does, that's, that did the job coming a Monday morning. So yeah, it's just anything that kind of, it doesn't teach you anything. You don't have to think about it. You know, it's like, you just don't care. It's just great. It's one of the best parts of human beings though. It is. <laughs> a couple that's saying, <laughs> we're going to fool and disgust our mom and, you know, and we're going to capture it on tape. Uh, no, no. Funny if I did stuff. that to my mom, she would kill me. So I'm not, it's not even in the cards. Yeah. The editing I'd have to do, that's the editing I'd have to do would be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so housekeeping items, mm-hmm. as Batavia would say, is that, isn't that how you say it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we are running seed giveaways on our website. So if you come visit us at backyardgardensofthemovie.com. We will, um, once you enter in your email, you will be entered in for every seed giveaway we do, always. And we just sent out our first fall tips, um, I guess, newsletter, maybe? Mm-hmm. Sure. And it, it, Yeah. So we're sending them out for every season, and it just kind of gives you a basic guideline of what we do in our gardens throughout each season. And they're kind of designed, there's four boxes, and each box is kind of a month with a little bit of bleed over. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, enter your, come enter uh, your email address and join us. Yeah. And I also forgot our listener question of the week last time. Oh, Meaning you yeah. don't have it ready or? I have it now. I oh, did. Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's go for it. Hello, this is Molly from Zone 7A in Heflin, Alabama at the foothills of Mount Cheehaw. And I was wondering, how often do you need to water your garden if during the fall time you get quite a bit of rain like we do over here? If it would be more for young plants or for more mature plants. I'm just kind of curious on that part. Thank you. Boom. So before we answer it, those are coming in on the uh, Backyard Gardens pod Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you want to send us a voice message, we'll be happy to answer your question online. We'll, We'll give you an answer beforehand, but it's really useful for other people to get the same questions to hear them. So, um, what do you think, Batavia? So first, uh, hey Molly, and were those crickets in the background? Or of was course that- they are. They're gardeners. What do you expect? <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so this is a such a good question, so timely, and it's really at least two parts to the answer because she did touch on in her question a part of the answer, like those things that are young, you know. So perhaps some of the things you're planting for fall. For me, it's on a different water watering schedule than things that are still mature. I still have tomato plants. Gosh, I hope that's the truth by the time this airs. I have still have tomato plants that are kicking butt, right? You know, so those roots are a bit different, larger, you know, more established than watering the 
um, kind of newly started veggies. So I'm going to go with the newly started veggies, the things that are smaller, seeds, seedlings. And I'm going to say still stay on the once a week um, schedule, making sure that you're keeping those damp. And that's probably a minimum. I think I've been out there watering a couple of times a week. Um, Before I go to the larger veggies, be careful around the you're getting a lot of rain. Right. You know, so it rained for my mom told me six days straight about, I don't know, this is early (coughs) September in Chicago. And I have my little, you know, stick it into the dirt. It measures how much rain you're actually getting at six days, overcast, cloudy rain, just barely an inch of water. You know, so it felt like it was getting drenched, the garden, but really it was still just an inch of water. Hold on. Let me stop you there, though. Why you scowl at me when I stopped you? No, I'm paused. I'm like frozen. <laughs> yeah, you <still>. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you did only get an inch of rain, but for new seedlings, that's a lot of water. Mm, oh, so new seedlings in a raised bed that is on my concrete, that's not a lot of water because that soil dries up a bit faster. That's on your concrete. Yeah. Versus new seedlings that may be in a raised bed that's on top of some soil or in just a garden that you have that's, you know, growing inside of the native soil. That's not a lot of rain for pots either for containers, you know, Um, but I haven't since then watered my kind of larger things like my peppers and my tomatoes. I haven't watered those at all. Um, So that said, the larger vegetables, I mean, I'm kind of gauging like, do I see a little bit of stress here? Because, again, it's less sun, which is a part of what she was getting to. It's less heat, you know, at this time of year. Um, So that inch of water, that inch of rain, I'm probably a week and a half, two weeks almost. Does that sound Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, this is probably the second week since that rainfall came. Um, and I was saying to myself, I actually need to put my fingers in the soil to see where I am, but I'll probably water by the end of this week. Let's get technical real quick. The key is there is not as much evaporation due to heat and sun. Okay. We, we would be remiss not to say the word evaporation. Can we say evaporation? I don't think we'd be remiss if we didn't say it, but if you insist on saying no, it's an important, it's, it's an important, <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Yeah, I know. I know. I was watching Sesame street this morning, so, you know, but no, it's it, evaporation is a very important word for mm-hmm. gardening, especially, you know, if you live in Alabama or somewhere, you know, I'd say seven a and below or when I say below, I mean south. So 7AB, mm-hmm. 8AB, mm-hmm. 9ABCDEFG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evaporation is a real thing for us. So when it's not like for me, I water in the summertime, I water three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm watering one day a week. Okay. Because that sun's not as high. The sun is much lower mm-hmm. and then less it's just intense not, as well, right? It's much less intense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you're going from 95 degree days down to what, 70. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't even sweat hardly, Yeah, you know, unless you oh. get out there and really get on it. So um, that's a, an important aspect to think about. And then, and the reason why, another reason why evaporation is important is when you talk about watering methods, 
You know what I mean? So like if you're watering with an overhead sprinkler, your evaporation is, is going to be a lot higher than if mm-hmm. you're doing a good soaking with like a soaker hose or something like yeah. that. So, um, and she I said perso- seven, seven B a seven, a okay. Yeah. Which I didn't even know they had seven a down in Alabama, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that my phone would ring in the middle of this with a spam call. <laughs> my bad, everybody. Um, it's interesting to think about how quickly you cut your watering down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the fall. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going every day or, you know, three days a week. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I cut down to almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and then you just check your soil, look at it. That's what I told her, you know, just look yeah. at your soil, you know, your, your established plants. Like, it's just like Batavia said, they already know to look for water. Mm-hmm. They don't need you to coddle them. And so at this point, what I do, cause I direct seed in my garden. Mm-hmm. If Okay. So. Like I have carrots growing right now. I have about 400 carrots growing. They actually came up finally. Um, if I watered or no, if when the temperature changes, the tomatoes are going to go bye-bye much faster. Mm-hmm. The carrots are going to make it. So which one should I take care of? You're going to take care of the carrots, but that's just the how that's how your DNA is set up. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's because I'm going <laughs> well, to harvest those much later. Too, but that's another story. Say what? That's for your hate for tomatoes, too. But that's another story. Nah. Mm-hmm. After this year, I do hate tomatoes slightly, <laughs> but that's we'll get into that. But um, yeah, so just keep an eye on your on your soil, your dirt, whatever you want to call it. And maybe if you're interplanting like I am, decide what you what is more important for you. Mm-hmm. So and then just focus on keeping it happy. And yeah. you can also spot water, too. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's absolutely what I'm doing. So a good point around, I asked about 7A or 7B because I was trying to figure out if she's closer to you or to me uh, from a zone perspective. And it sounds like she's smack dab in the middle, but Alabama, I would just think that she's a bit warmer. My mom is in 7A and they're not that much different than us. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. It's like, you know, your winter. It's, I, I, I really think like, I know. They designed, and we're going to do this in depth, but they designed the zones by, why are you shaking your head? I just, and we keep on teasing this one, right? And I feel I like I, I started to get like. It's on the schedule now. Yeah, yeah. I started to get like, damn them. You know, every time we start tipping every time. It, yeah. But it goes by your minimum temperature, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not how fast you get that minimum temperature. So, and I actually, to be honest, it's probably different everywhere. Like you could be an 8A. If, but you could go from summer to winter as long as your temperature didn't cold, get cold enough. That's so you, critical. And for if you followed what he was saying, then virtual high fives. If you didn't, we're going to leave you hanging because we're going to dig in deep on yeah. that episode in the future. Because that's, I mean, that and was I'm one of the first. I'm going to put tinfoil hat on and I'm going <laughs> to rant for probably the whole time. But Tavis is just going to sit there quiet and y'all can listen to me rant. Well, no. So that was probably one of the first things that we learned about our individual gardens you and i did when it came to you know frost dates and how close we were scheduled but how different our weather was um so just to clarify ben is an 8a 
you're you were watering it the heat of the summer three times a week i'm in 6a um, and i was watering probably once a week at the hottest maybe twice and i was basically yeah. watering my entire garden containers i was more watering more frequently but for like all of my raised beds all 999 of them um, i was watering about once a week and so now i'm kind of cutting that in half now it's something like twice a week for established excuse me once every two weeks for established plants. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the gauge. I'll, you know, like you said, spot water. Um, you yeah. Know. My main focus is my seeds right now. Mm-hmm, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm going to be getting hopefully Brussels sprouts way longer and way more than I will be my tomatoes at yeah. this point. Your established plants will tell you what they need, you know? So I think we're okay there. Which, by the way, I changed my, um, I have one tomato plant left. Oh, you didn't pull all of them? No, I left one just for good measure. Okay. All right. Well, I'm okay with that. So, I'm sure Kelly's happy about that, too. No, nah, she don't care. <laughs> you were just talking about how she wants it, fresh tomatoes, and how you just can't be out here canning everything. No. <laughs> so, thank you for your question. What do you like about your garden this year? Um, well, given that you reject it, like, you know, if you watch basketball, like you slapped that ball out of my hands when we answered this question in the first take, I'm going to go to my closing item and I'm going to be really sentimental and, you know, all gushy and say the garden friends. Um, in all seriousness, my garden has um, expanded so, and I'm trying so many different things now. And so it's a sight to see, right, in person. Um, and I think, I mean, I've shared some pretty cool things online as well. So from the people that have stopped by my garden, you know, in front of my home, the front yard garden, and for the people online, the garden friends have led me to learning some things about some of the things I've been growing this summer. Um, so that's probably my favorite thing about summer gardening this year. Right. <clears throat> so my f- favorite, I don't know what, my, like, I don't really want to say favorite. I want to say what made me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my butternut squash made me pretty damn happy this uh, year. Okay. Yeah. 22 and counting, that's I think, is the, is the official number. I'm still hopeful for my butternut squash. I'm monitoring it. Uh, I have butternut squash and spaghetti squash. Um, Sneak peek on lessons learned. I planted two of them in the same, one of each in the same spot, crowded them. And they are like, the question is, will I be able to let them ripen before the frost? And or will um, powdery mildew kill them all off? Like it's yeah. just, it's infested the plant. I mean, that entire, both of those plants are just, yeah, I would never leave the plant in my yard like that. It only because it has, you know, these huge squash on it. So we'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> it's my, that was only off one plant for me. So, but you know, and obviously my newfound love for carrots mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Um, you know, I did pretty well with those. I did have issues in the heat mm, mm-hmm. and overcrowding issues going off of the square foot gardening plan. Oh, well, yeah. So, um, you know, again, 
But Uh-oh. I got the finger. The, yeah, but back Not to the... Not the middle one. Yeah. Back to <laughs> index finger, people. Uh, the first part of this episode will be rated G. Um, but back to the butternut squash, I think one of the things that's so great about that for you is that was like, you know, kind of out where the wild things live, right? Yeah. And no, 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 no. It wasn't even there. It was just like in my yard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So was it a volunteer? Oh, it was a volunteer. I don't even yeah. know where the hell it came from. So while you had a volunteer to the, I mean, there's such beauty in seeing what a single plant can produce. And we're not talking about a tomato plant. Like, yeah, you should get 22 tomatoes off of a tomato plant. No, we're talking about like this sizable fruit and butternut squash, man. And I mean, that's just. And the, it was amazing. In the midst of middle of summer, too, it started producing early and all the way throughout the summer, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. sure did. It's impressive. Is it's amazing? So, pull it up my list. My next item. Oh. Yeah, it's on you. <laughs> We're changing over from rated G to something else. Oh so, no! So watching my melons grow. <laughs> You're too old for that, Batavia. I don't know. I can't help it. In all seriousness, so this is the first uh, summer, first time I ever grew any type of melons. Um, and I did our, the infamous mango melon that doesn't taste like mango. I did two different types of cantaloupe. Um, and then I did, um, I guess, the infamous honeydew melon as well, um, which I'm still eyeballing to see if it's ripe. But like, it's that thing about you feeling like you don't have enough space, right? Putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, you know, year after year and then saying, what the heck? There's a chance that this may not produce anything and I kind of wasted this space or it's a chance that it will. And I mean, outside of needing to kind of slingshot since I'm growing vertically, I had to, you know, kind of tie up some of the melons to the trellis. Outside of that, it was uber low maintenance, and it produced things that taste so much better than um, what I would buy in the store. So remember we were talking about a couple of episodes ago about, you know, some things taste the same and, you know, don't get in, caught up in growing it because it's going to be the best thing you've ever tasted. Like, yeah, these melons are some of the best things, best melons I've ever tasted. So. Um, so, yeah, man, that was, um, you know, well, in some cases, I feel like I'm an optimist. In some cases, I'm just like tempering my expectations. Melons were one of them. There are a couple of other things I grew this year, which we'll cover off on at some point. Um, but yeah, if I'm not going to choose just one, but melons for sure made me happy throughout this summer. Yeah, for me, um, well, first of all, <clears throat> let me tell you about melons. I got tagged on Instagram by, um, you know, a female gardener mm-hmm. and they were doing this thing show me your melons mm-hmm. and so everybody's showing their melons and I had to tag a bunch of people and as I went through I was like crap I gotta find a male because I feel really <laughs> awkward asking females to show me their melons even though it's like totally like mm-hmm. you know within yeah, the yeah. realm of what we're talking about but it made me very uncomfortable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but um, my melons did not do well yeah, I, um, I'm sorry. I need uh, I need calcium bad mm-hmm. in my garden, so I'm off to get a soil test. I just got the envelopes yesterday. Okay, good. So, good. 
Yeah. Just a level set while um, the 999 garden beds that I have, you know, some of them are much newer than others. The ones in the backyard are the older ones. So I've been growing in some of them for like all of my garden years. The place where I'm growing the melons and basically everything in the front yard is air quote new dirt. You know, so it's either soil that I ordered um, or, you know, like a garden blend, if you will, that I ordered last summer or it's bag soil that I even either got last summer or this year. Um, So with that in mind, I said that to say, if we trust that the soil had nutrients in it to begin with, I added some compost, bag compost and things. I'm only on year two for, you know, these garden beds in the front. So the idea of like depleting my soil, I'm hopefully not there yet. So I'm hoping that has something to do with um, the success of the melons and some of the other things in the front yard. Well, mine is um, virgin soil. Oh. But it's just consistently having the same issue, which, you know, it means that there's no, there's not enough calcium in it. And I didn't have it last year, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have things in it that would be, have that issue. So... Well, you said and virgin it, soil, though, but now you're referencing last year. Yeah, well, one, it was the first year I had the garden in there last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically it's mm-hmm. yeah. virgin yep. soil. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, we'll see what comes back from that. But um, so my melons did not really make me happy. But um, and even though I had a lot of issues with my tomatoes, mm-hmm. as I go back and look at it, and I, my harvest was cut short by about a month and a half, I still had a very good year with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing that made it even better, and this is key for me, is the fact that I, um, I canned them the way I did as diced tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So I have more useful uses out of them. You know, it's like a multi-tool purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I have some comments around tomatoes, but I think it's your go. Is it? Mm-hmm. Get okay. anything? Anything else that makes you happy? Anything that makes me happy? Related to your garden? Of course, <laughs> I. <do>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a greenhouse. Man, that makes me happy. Ah, uh, it's not built like, yet. That's, well, it's still in a box. You know, I just. I feel like, can we both have that one? Your greenhouse has made us both happy this summer. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Of course we can. I was, um, um, yeah, go ahead. I was planting some things. Was I planting, cleaning up some things this morning? And I was kind of thinking it like trying to track through. So I've created another another garden list as we welcomed fall in. I wanted to try to get my thoughts organized and the, the things I really want to do versus the things I kind of, you know, have to do. Um, and I started thinking about like my process as we go from summer to fall, fall to the really cold months and right. winter. And then I thought about you and your greenhouse and I'm just like, ah, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So there is a slight issue, but, um, I guess I should give an update because I feel like it's such an important thing in my life. Um, I'm, I'm mapping out the sun right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it looks to me like I have two options of where to put it. That won't cost me a fortune to put it in. Mm -hmm. And it looks like I'm have, I'm going to have issues with the amount of sun that comes in. Oh, okay. Okay. So that being said, I'm okay with it. 
But I mean, you're still talking about some, you know, we're not trying to grow here. We, you know, in our greenhouse, we're not trying to grow summer like vegetables, right? A lot of leafy greens. I know you're going to do some starts in there. Um, I mean, are you talking like less than two or three hours of sun for, I mean, we're, um, well, so right now and the jury's still out because mm-hmm. it's been cloudy. So it's kind of hard to get a good gauge on it. And there's leaves on the tree mm-hmm. trees, but it looks like I'm, um, about four or five hours possibly. Okay. But once the trees, the leaves fall off the trees, I could get more. Yeah. Worst case scenario. December and January, which I probably won't do much in it anyways. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't be very useful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so, I mean, everything has the kind of footnote, right? Yeah. Um, and we know you're going to get more out of this with the greenhouse than not having it at all. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it, and in anything, I'm imagining what will happen is I will be able to start some plants earlier in the greenhouse, just get a whole crop out of them earlier. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's significant from a cost of seed starting perspective. You're mm-hmm. not running any lights in there to, you know, start those seedlings. So that's significant. I'm going to start seedlings in my house still. I know you are, but we talked about increasing how many um, seedlings we're both starting. And, you know, you have another space for it now that doesn't need to be, you know, using electricity. So, yeah. So other than that, though, um, you know, I got so actually and it it seems kind of weird. But one thing that made me really happy this year was the fact that so far, I mean, in the spring, I almost got a Brussels sprout. Ah, yeah. So even though I didn't successfully get Brussels sprouts, I was like super close, which is like better than the years before. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, I'm taking that as a win. You know what I mean? So I have... Um, one more thing that started off shaky, but in the summer it came through for me. And in part, it really kind of points back to my garden partner here, um, young Ben. Uh, so the, Young is the key word. Yeah, young, very yeah, young. Yeah. Young um, and strapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk about like dreams, sure. Um kale kale yeah so if you've listened to me drone on at any point in any episode i think it's probably natural for me to mention this in every episode the number of seedlings that i killed for kale cabbage and collards throughout the spring and even i started planting you know sowing them indoors and killing them in the summer too Um, but i finally cracked it Right. I mentioned this on a previous episode that's recently aired, but I finally cracked it. And the reason why it makes me happy is I knew I wasn't going to give up on it, but I kind of in my mind, it said, oh, I'll just figure it out at the top of the year. Right. And hopefully I can get veggies into my spring garden. Um, And the reality is that may have looked different, you know, because it took me two more times this summer to figure it out. So I think the part there is the encouragement from you was key because remember you twisted my arms so I could start seeds indoors during the summer. Um, and then to just kind of the resilience that I have with not being beat, you know, by these kale seeds. So, um, so yeah, I was able to successfully, um, start seeds indoors for kale in particular, 
successfully germinated, which was never the problem. They went from the point of like their first leaves to actually true leaves. And I have it planted out in the garden. So that's huge because that was a significant, you know, WTF earlier this spring. And there are a couple of my favorite veggies. And so not being able to figure out what was going wrong um, and then actually figuring it out was key. And really, ultimately, the environment was too dry and I wasn't creating a moist enough space um, right. for them. So, um, so yeah, I was able to do that with um, kind of this summer try, which is pretty cool. So we're having technical difficulties with our video feed. So hang tight and we are switching in three, two, one. So, okay, we're back and Batavia muted it. So she's going to have to unmute it so she can, so I can hear her. But one of the things that was really successful for me this year, um, or so far has been successful is my parsnips and the parsnips, they, I mean, it's important for us to grow parsnips for the simple fact that we just can't buy them at the store. So when we buy them at the store or because we can't buy them at the store, growing them allows us to have them. And the benefit of that is Batavia was able to send me some seeds for the parsnips and having those seeds with the parsnips is, was, I mean, it was a blessing because you can't even buy parsnip seeds here. So the fact that Batavia did that was amazing. And now we are, it seems crazy, but we're like, we're still like almost six weeks out from harvesting our parsnips and we're waiting for a frost so they can get sweeter. So we might have some like giant parsnips coming in. <laughs> They're a really long season veggie too, right? Yeah. They, they take like a hundred days to grow. So, um, you know, with, I don't know, man, it, it, I think they take about a hundred days, but I know for a fact that they get sweeter when they get cold. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of those crops that really does get sweeter. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a good thing. So did you, did you have your, um, your other app off the whole time I was talking or was it on? The other app? Yeah. That we were using before. No, it was, oh no, I, I shut all of that off. You hung up okay. from that connection. So we're all good. Okay. But so I had to sprint downstairs real quick. I had to sprint downstairs to get the headset. And I'm That's like, awesome. gosh, I'm out of shape. Gosh, I'm out of shape. Let me control my breathing before I turn this thing back on, which I haven't done yet. So, um, <coughs> that's what I do to cover off when I'm winded. I cough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but that's you know, it. the parsnips, you know, they've, it's really just, it's a, it's a game changing experience to grow something that you literally cannot buy in the store that can be considered a staple in most for a lot of cooking. Yeah, I just I saw when you posted that the other day on Instagram and you reminded me like like wait a minute, like really not in the store and it's not like it's some specific ethnic food that you could find in some other, you know, grocery market or something. I mean, dude, parsnips they're like 
the whitest food you can get. You know what I mean? Like there's not, I don't even know of another ethnic community that really like enjoys parsnips, but Mm -hmm. if you think about it, like they take so long to grow and harvesting them in the frost, maybe that's why, but the fact that I couldn't even buy seeds for them was, was like mind blowing. So it's a little weird there. Yeah. But then again, the seeds, I'm trying to think about the seeds that I have. And I remember I had to go to like three different stores or something to find them. Um, so it wasn't like they were they were like you know falling off of the seed racks in Chicago either. Um, no. So so yeah, I'm looking forward to them though. They when did you plant them again? Was it in it June? It was hot when I planted July. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So they're gonna be giant, but they're they're starting <laughs> to look you know. And the problem is we just had a whole bunch of rain come down, mm-hmm. and with that rain, um, my marigolds not my marigolds my zinnias fell over and cracked and they laid on top of my parsnips for a couple of days that's why in that photo i posted they looked a little rough uh-huh, uh-huh. so yeah they um those dang zinnias man i actually have been harvesting zinnia seeds or zinnia seeds yeah. um because i mean it's so easy to do it uh, I'm not keeping track of which color because I planted a few different types or any of that. There's the one, there's this canary zinnia that I grew and I am going to make, make sure I label those because I mean, it's big and bold and beautiful. So I do want to make sure I'm conscious on when I'm starting those next spring or next winter and um, and when I plant those out. But yeah. Is it my go? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. So my next one is growing in containers. So I grew, I've grown in containers before, and we're talking about vegetables, not you know just flowers. So I've grown in containers before and had mixed results, but I committed and kind of went all in and said, this is going to be another arm of my vegetable garden this year. Um, and I kind of felt like it opened up some of the um, opportunities to grow different things for me, right? Mm -hmm. So for the containers, I mean, in most cases, one container equals one plant for me, or at least it did this summer. So I didn't feel like I was like throwing away, you know, garden space or anything like that, right? Um, So I was able to try some things that maybe I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Um, And I've learned uh, quite a few things, Um, some things that I'll be taking into next year's container gardening and all. But yeah, I um, Mm -hmm. it also allowed me to be a little bit more mobile this summer. You know, I was able to move things around, which you wouldn't normally do with raised garden beds or anything like that. Like wherever they are, they are in most cases. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think they literally made me happy, especially now, because I feel like they gave me the best chance at transitioning from summer to fall. Because some of the things I planted in those containers truly were summer veggies that, you know, they they went their course. I pulled them out and I'm replanting. They get now. spent really fast in containers, don't they? Yeah, I was going. I was try- looking for that word. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Spent. Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes yeah, a it's lot. An easy word. Yeah, it takes a lot de- depending on the veggie. My peppers are kicking butt. I'm actually going to up my game when it comes to peppers and containers. They didn't require a lot. I actually had them in some of the smallest containers. I'm going to go larger next year Mm -hmm. with it, but that's another conversation. Some of the other vegetables, though, were more demanding in containers. Um, So so there's that. But yeah, yeah, man. 
You know, it's funny. A lot of the things that you're talking about are the things that I hated this year. When I said <laughs> growing in containers, I knew it was going to be like the, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about it, though. Uh-huh. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep it positive. But that's also a good example of how, again, two different gardeners, two different experiences, you know, some of it is just our style. Some of it is our growing area. So, yeah, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Yeah. Everybody's different. And by the way, um, next year, I'm if Batavia can't find parsnip seeds, I am going to order them from San Diego Seed Company. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have them. Did you use which all is a of proud them? sponsor? No, no, okay, okay. no. <laughs> but I'm worried because um, yeah, carrot seeds and onion seeds don't really hold over very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, this year was a test. Yeah. So if I get if it if it works this year, then I'm going to go all out and plant like. 100 200 yeah. parsnips yeah because so, you can see leave their shelf life too you can leave them in the ground well, you leave them in the ground mm-hmm. yeah yeah for me you can so yeah. um and the greenhouse will have parsnips growing in them too probably yeah you're gonna do so. oh yeah i keep on forgetting in my mind i keep on transitioning greenhouse to just where you have a tray or a table with stuff but i keep on forgetting that you literally are gonna have garden beds inside of it so yeah that's yeah, cool. I'm not going to do like a lot of people do where they put shelves and put mm-hmm. starts in them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant stuff in the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, why, why not? Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's, again, when you talk about the, we're doing a lot of changes, but still the less work you have, you don't have to worry about tran- transplanting all of the stuff. There are going to be some starts no. in there, I'm sure, but. Oh, know. yeah. There'll be mm-hmm. starts in the spring, like, mm-hmm. but it'll fluctuate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, one of the things that made me really happy this year was my introduction to flowers. So it made me really happy. Dang it. It made me really happy to have that. And you know, everybody in their car or running or whatever they're doing right now, they're like, damn it, Batavia, you just blew out my eardrum. If you, you know what, for new folks, apologies for folks that have been listening. You had to know that was coming. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually the sound of that was my garden heart singing in the highest pitch ever. So now to be clear, it was not a complete win for me. By any stretch of the imagination, it was not a complete win. But what it was is it was successful because I had color to look at. I had flowers to cut for my wife just about every day. Um I was able to save some seeds. Will they grow? I don't know. But I was definitely able to like start the process of carving out areas to do things in my yard. And that made me really happy because it was a progression. It was moving forward instead of being stagnant. You know what I mean? It's like the Charlie Brown cartoon. Like after you said flowers made you happy. I didn't, none of the rest matters for me. Like, I don't oh, need I the caveats. I thought you were saying I was being boring. I was no, like, no. screw you. I don't need the caveats. <laughs> I don't need the, you know, well, consider that, nope, flowers made you happy. That's what counts. Oh, no, yeah. You know, that's what gets yeah. the bail. One more I converted, 390 yeah. some million people to go. <laughs> you know, no, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of people. And <clears throat> I knew that it was a matter of time before I got into them. Yeah. It was just, you know, they're a lot more technical 
Mm. And so, um, you know, we have plans for next year and we can get into that at a later date, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's, it was good. I mean, dude, I went on my back porch yesterday. I had like eight butterflies on my back porch. So, Aww. you know, they're like s- s- flying all around me. I got bees everywhere. I'm like mm-hmm. score success, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was super pumped about my wildflower garden, Beep. but that's okay. You know, yeah, it's the beginning, right. you know, and, and I have to, you know, remind people that three, four years ago, my house was literally a patch of woods. Mm, so mm-hmm. the fact that I have anything growing it, to me is amazing because you literally went from a completely wooded area to now it's open space and trying to make it more open yeah. and get things to grow. So, um, yeah. And my weeds made me happy, too. That you didn't have so many Oh, no, that I had a whole lot. They just made me happy to see them. I'm glad they showed up this year. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right. Moving right along. Weird. Thick with (laughs) sarcasm there. Okay. All right. Because I'm just saying. Um, So, this is a small one, but it's critical because it does fold into next year's plans as well. Um. Planting a vegetable in my front yard flower bed. So this goes back to an episode that I think we ended up having to pull just based on some technical difficulties. But this was almost mm-hmm. a dare, right? So I planted. It wasn't a, almost a dare. It was a, a demand is what it felt like. Oh, it was a demand. <laughs> I demanded that you did it. But but hold on. Before we even go any deeper Look at the conversation we're having right now. About it making me happy. You can't be quiet that long. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I can. Because one, I've already named it as something that made me happy. Two, stop trying to prove to me that it was worthwhile. (laughs) It made me happy. (laughs) You got me, all right? You got me. Um, And three, so I'm going to be a smart ass here to match your smart assness. if I didn't do that, there would have been six other things that made me happy in my garden. So, you know. Yeah, that um, is true. But in all seriousness, I think the real, the theme there is it's sure about the okra plants um, and the okra plants really just, I mean, it's so pretty, you know, you know how okra flowers are. Um, it creates some, um, you know, height. So there's a little bit more dimension there. Um, and it also gives me permission to do something wild and crazy next year when it comes to okra plants. But I think the real part, and this is, I don't know, this is more of a reflection and less about it making me happy. But since I'm here, I'll say it. Um, just pushing the pushing your limit a little bit. Getting outside yeah. of your box just a little bit. You know, you're being me. Um, so at this point, with having a bit more space, I'm comfortable taking what would be considered risk in my mind, right? When I had a smaller garden, it was like, I can't try that because if I, if these two tomato plants don't grow, that's it. I'm done, right? You know, but now I got a little bit more room to try some different things. And without that, for me, I wouldn't know that it makes perfect sense to grow okra right here, you know? So I wish that we could get an okra plant that just made flowers and no okra. I um actually there's this red okra um that I planted. I knew you were in the, gonna have something. Yeah, well that's the one I planted in the yard, and I was very intentional because I, it's kind of a burgundyish um like mm-hmm. the branches are, 
and the okra itself is reddish burgundy-ish. And I planted it because it complemented some of the flowers I knew I was growing. And it's not the tastiest of okra. Like it feels like it gets um, tough really quickly. And so mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's I'm just treating it as ornamental at this point. So the flowers come, I admire them. You know, I clip the okra. If it's edible, I'll eat it. If not, don't worry about it. You know, I'm pulling the okra off of it to continue to produce flowers. So, bam, man, I stumbled on it. If you got hungry, you would have okra, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's an an important aspect to think about, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it comes down to it. Oh, let's see. For me, see... I'm into another phase that I get excited about. So like I'm excited that I have turnips growing right now because mm-hmm. I I have tried to grow more different things this year than I have in the past seven years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm doing turnips, rutabagas, parsnips, more, a lot more carrots, um, what else do I have? That's it right now. I think those are the new things that I've got in the ground. And, um, it's very exciting for me and it makes me happy that one, I went out and I, I follow the directions for what my, um, state extension service says, and it was too hot. So nothing really kind of germinated like it was supposed to. And then I, I paid attention to the weather and I watched it and I said, it's going to cool down. And we're going to get rain. And I went out there and I seeded the crap out of stuff and it's all coming up now. So, um, you know, it makes me happy that first of all, I practiced what I preached and I went in there and did what I say all the time. And I watched the weather. You know, if you go back to our spring and stuff like that, when we're talking about it, it's the same thing. I was just waiting for it to cool down because it was just too hot. You couldn't keep the soil moist enough Mm -hmm. so um that pleases me and i know it's not really the sexiest thing but you know in in hindsight when i think back and look at it you know that determination and perseverance to get it because i could have just been like oh nothing came up oh well whatever but i know good and damn yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i know good and damn well though that i've got you know, my first frost date's November 19th, so I've got another month to go. I got mm-hmm. plenty of time for things to get going. And even just because that's a frost date for me, I know that it's not just going to stay below freezing. Yeah. I'm not like no. your, your area. Mm-hmm. So, which is no slight to you or, you know, your, where you live, but, you know. Oh, I um. Have you ever seen that meme from The Simpsons with the grandpa that's basically old man yelling at Cloud? And he's he's pumping his fist in the face like every time we get into this conversation of our frost dates, your air quote winter, that's me. So, yeah, I'm I'm offended by my weather. So it's okay for you. I mean, don't don't fool yourself. I mean, zone 8A means it it can get down to 15 or 20 degrees. Sure, sure. You know, and every year it does dip down rather low. But there are times where it just, you know, it's not that big a deal. So I'm elbowing the person that really isn't sitting here saying 15 or 10 degrees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need a blanket. Okay. <laughs> what does yours get to? Um, on the coldest, it could be like below 10. 
Um, but it's yeah, that whole terrible. windshield thing, right? And it only takes three or four or five days for it to stay cold. For even if it mm-hmm. heats up on that sixth day, you know, it's still so cold. You know how we've talked about like there is the frost, then there's the hard freeze. And for us, once we get into that hard freeze, we're there, baby. You know, yeah. start the countdown to spring because that's what you're going to be looking for it to. So, so I have. What, uh, what is it for you? I have. Give me one. I really should have laid out with this, but you know. Jamie, wait until the middle of the podcast to say what you should have let out with. I could have, I can do what I want. We got to go back to the drawing board. No, no. <laughs> it's going to be worth the wait in three, two, potatoes. Yeah. Short one. That's it. That wasn't as short as I wanted it to be. Um, again, a it's as we really kind of look back on the year, I'll start to like order these in my head, but because it's my favorite vegetable, like it's in the top, you can only eat these things, you know, it would, uh, potatoes would make the list. Um, because I have intentionally not even attempted to grow those kinds of things. Just thought, Oh, not in my area, you know, you know, not, not, not for me, not for my garden. Um, and I decided like at the end of last year, beginning of this year, like, you know what it, I'm going to go for it. Um, and I produced tomatoes, man. Like this is, this is the Tom Hanks. Potatoes, potatoes. Potatoes. Thank you. I, this is the Tom Hanks, you know, um, castaway moment of, I made potatoes. Um, yeah. Good times. I happiest. don't know about mine yet. I'm, I'm harvesting my sweet potatoes this weekend. I'm going to join so, you. You are? Yeah, I'm going to join you. Well, for one of my um, bags, you, I have in the down? three grow bags. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought yeah. you were literally coming. I was like, no way. We're going to get the guest bedroom ready. She's coming. Yeah. She's coming. Which, by the way, I told my wife, the, my wife told me the other day, she's like, you tell Batavia anytime she wants to come visit, she is more than welcome. Stay as long as she wants. We love She's Batavia. She's so sweet. So. so sweet. You get the good side of her. Don't worry. Well, I mean, you know, I bring out the good in people. I mean, you're like an exception to that, but. <laughs> my my son thinks your name is ba- Batana. Oh, uh, you know. He's like, are you? He's right at the point where he's going to start picking it up, but he can call me Miss B, you know, so. Everybody, like I'm Mr. Ben everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you'll be Miss Batavia. Yeah. So, so sweet. he's like, are you wait, doing your he, radio show? With, with Wait, say it again. With Miss, with what? He, with Batana? He's with, like, are you talking to Miss Batana doing your radio show? And I was like, you mean <laughs> podcast? He's like, yeah, the radio show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, yeah. He was like, tell her I said hi. So. Uh, look, six or 60. We're wasting our time trying to say it's not a radio show. <laughs> uh, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. Um, but um, <clears throat> you know, and, and so one of the other things that really um is starting to please me is my um, decision to move the wood mulch from my garden into my flower beds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is starting to please me um very fast. So I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because that was a big thing, right? It was an investment, and you know, I, I wasn't going to throw you. it away. 
yeah, I appreciate you saying, all right, there's another way here because it didn't quite work there's, out the way you wanted it for your vegetable garden. It didn't garden. work out because of the way I grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and we still, the jury's out on the um, roly polies, so... You know, so um, for those listening, we've mentioned this before. So I listen back to the episodes um, because I, I love listening to us. And I listen to you. I can't remember which episode, but it's one that will, it's going to have already aired. And you are again talking about you're not convinced with the roly polies. And yeah. in the moment, I was like offended, like, damn it. I've told you once, twice, <laughs> three times a lady. Like, <laughs> what but more I can't. Evidence? I can't. I need one of I those. I can't drink the Kool-Aid until I see it. Wait, it's, um, you know, like, what's the time lapse? Like, I need to set up a, a video camera, you know, yeah. like, in my yard, watching it overnight, um, sending you the evidence, you know. Yeah, if you show me, like, hard proof in your garden that it was definitely a roly-poly, then I'll... I'll put the Kool-Aid in the cup, but right now I'm just, I'm not convinced because they're just, they're everybody's loving animal. I need you to provide some alternative before we continue this nonsense, <laughs> right? Cause you just can't say it ain't the roly polies and then offer nothing up. So. Well, okay. What damage does a roly poly do? I've already told you what it does. It eats young things, Plants only, though, not like you know, people. But what? Or... So, what does it do, though? What does the damage look like? No, I'm not doing this with you. Like I've gone over this with you. I've shown you evidence of this is what the seedling looked like yesterday. This is what it looked like after a night hanging out with the roly polies, right? You're basically you trying to get me to give that. you answers to combat the whole roly poly. Uh, gate <laughs> <laughs> roly poly gate yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly it that's a thing and um yeah i'm just not and for the record when i say you've got me animated man <laughs> for the record when i say you are I, animated uh-huh i need you to give me some alternative i only want that to be able to validate an argument from you period it's not changing my mind. I am just saying if you want to continue to make the argument that it's not them, for me to allow that to happen, I need something more from you. Those are the you're new just rules. Trying to get me, you're just trying to get me worked up. <laughs> so just to be clear right now, I do have an issue with things chewing on um, my cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. Can't find it. Not convinced that it's a roly-poly, spraying for it. And I've got something that is literally shredded the leaves of my green beans. And mm-hmm. I see poop everywhere, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. see an animal anywhere. And I don't think you know that roly-polies are the only things that eat the young things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to move on from roly-polies because I just don't want to talk about roly-polies. Yeah. Well. They make... That's what happens when you have a weak argument. Um, okay, so how oh, about... that's terrible. <laughs> how about we terrible. do a twist here? Um, and I think it's your go. So the new question is, what made you happy for me about my summer garden? And I'll do the same for you. What made me happy for you? Mm-hmm. 
I haven't even thought about your garden all summer, so I don't know. Uh, well, I'm joking. That was I so know. mean. I, well, yeah, I know I need that it's to nowhere repent. near the truth, right? Because between the fart no. videos, right? <laughs> You're yeah. sending me suggestions and no. tips and... No, for me and your garden, it, it wasn't actually things that made me happy. It was things that made me proud of you. Mm, mm-hmm. It was stuff you did. And the biggest one is the fact that you took a stand against Instagram's favorite vegetable and you put it out there. <laughs> and I love that. I totally love it. Cucamelons suck. Oh, and man. I love it. I, I, I can't be well, anything I, but myself I mean, with that one. <laughs> Well, no, and, and 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 here's the thing. So, first of all, you grew them successfully. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's not like you're like, these things didn't grow and they suck. You're just like, these things taste like shit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, either I'm drunk or I have <laughs> coronavirus morning, and can't taste anything. Look, every yeah. morning during my walk, when I taste them, I must be, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, um... No, and that and your your cage baby made me really happy too for you because mm-hmm. I know that you've had a lot of issues with uh, squirrels. So yeah. um, I was really happy for you. And I saw, you know, the tomato harvest you got was amazing. Yeah, so. man. And we'll circle back around to that. I um, Yeah, yeah. That that made me happy too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think for you, I think... In general, um, your perseverance, like your you're staying at it, you're saying what you mean, meaning what you say. Um, the times I've seen you replant things in your garden, like mm-hmm. over the course of this year, and then getting to the point where it's like, up, oh, look at this harvest, right? Yeah. So I think butternut squash is obviously an easy one because it's like WTF, really. But I think yeah. the idea of you being true to being a gardener that really is growing food for his family, right? right? You know, and so I love that you're able to try a couple of new things. But you know, at the end of the day, you're staying true to what we're, we're going to put in our bellies. Um, yeah. So when you had things like, all right, tomato trouble. But guess what? I'm going to try to remedy it, you know, right? Yeah. I'm going to use the tools that I have and, you know, try to apply them here. Um, it's easy for me to say the flowers, right? Because it makes me happy yeah. and it makes you happy. You know, that's kind of a throwaway. That's a given. Um, but I, I think that the if I had to name one thing, your openness, and I won't say newfound openness, but your openness to try new things and really give it a shot, like square foot gardening while you were reluctant and still are, you gave it like a real try, right? And so it's easy yeah. to try something and then just toss it and say, eh, didn't really work out. And yeah. it's like, well, did you really try? And I, and I won't toss it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I won't toss it. I, I'm going to throw it in the dumpster and smash it and burn it and crush <laughs> it and send it to the landfill for summer. But for spring, I'm not going to stop it. You know, <laughs> I, I have made my decision and um, I do appreciate it because that was a big step, man, yeah. to do that. That was like, you know, to change the way you've done something for, you know, over a decade mm-hmm. is really difficult. And I want to do it again next year. I want to change what I do next year. I don't want to plant in rows next year. I want to plant in groups. and I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I've never really planted in groups that much. So, um you know, like I want to put my tomatoes in groups and stuff like that. So is that I'm, from a placement, I'm, or you're basically saying this 
in this section, I'm going to plant most of my tomatoes. When you say groups. And a placement. So mm-hmm. like instead of going across the row, I want to do like maybe a triangle of tomatoes mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. You know, I got to really look at it and see though for harvesting what makes, because you know, the back of my beds, they both have trellises. So that ends the, um, that excludes a point of entry to harvest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I actually have a lesson learned around that. Um, so we'll talk about that in a future episode, but the planting, you know, um, in rows and specifically the placement of some of the, the bigger veggies. So, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's time for the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at SanDiegoSeedCompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. I'm having an issue. I have a recipe that I want to give for fruit, but I also have a vegetable recipe. Oh, and they can't be combined into one meal. Uh, I mean, you could. How, how about this? Do you want um? No, you know what? I'm just gonna give vegetable recipe. I don't even care. Mm-mm, no, I want the fruit recipe. Damn it! Yep. Why? Okay. The last episode <clears throat> I listened to, you were like, "I'm going with fruit until I can't go no more." You still got a fruit recipe getting, in you. Yeah. I'm I'm getting close, man. I'm getting close. I'm burnt out on it, but okay, okay. I'm gonna do it. So this is something that my wife made a couple weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and it's um, you know. In the fall, you usually get another, um, you can go to the store and get more strawberries, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think California, they start coming back out in the fall. You get Mm -hmm. like a brief period. So we are going to do a strawberry drink with it today. Okay. 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 See, I'm so glad I demanded this for us. Aren't you guys glad? Yeah, I don't hear anybody saying anything, so we'll see. I'm nodding, but, too, um, like, we're looking at each other like, yeah, we're glad. Yeah. <laughs> so what she did is um, she took strawberries, and they're um, very ripe strawberries, mm-hmm. and you slice them up, and you just heat them up just a little bit so they get real soft, mm-hmm. and then grind them up into, um, like, we had, like, a metal sieve, mm-hmm. and you just get all the juice out of them as much as you can, and you mix them in water and then you mix limes, lime juice. So you take like, we took, we made a big batch, like a big jug of it. Yeah. I think we took five pounds of strawberries and one lime, mm-hmm. mixed it up. Um, and then we added some Sprite to mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. give it a little bit of boom and then mixed it all up. And what we do now is we go out to your garden and it you go out to the very end of your garden, very end of it, wherever this crop might be not growing anymore. 
it, I mean, for you, like you might have to go to Kansas to harvest it because it's so it takes over so much. Do we know what it is? Of course we do. M I N T mint 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 for me. Yep. <laughs> so you, you take your mint and you you get mint and you don't mix it into the into the the vat. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you take the leaves and you cut them and you put them in your hand in the palm of your hand and you smack them. And then you put mix those into your cup and that will release some of the mm, um, mm-hmm. oils in it and give you a nice flavor. Okay. So it's really it's really simple. It's just strawberries, Sprite, lime and some water. And um, she actually put sugar in it, but I put stevia in mine because I don't eat sugar, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you need more bite or you could mix honey or agave nectar or whatever you want to do and just mix it up. And if you're going to store it for a while, I would not mix the Sprite in it because, you know, it'll go flat. flat and Yeah. So, um, you know, but when you put when you mix the strawberries with the water, you don't want it to be like super watery. If you're going to use Sprite, you either want it to be like a thick concentrated paste Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you could just forego the Sprite completely and have just like a refreshing strawberry drink, which I actually prefer that more. Mm -hmm, But some people mm -hmm. really like the carbonation. So um, it's pretty simple. Um, I don't I don't even know if it's got a name. To be honest, we're going to call it strawberry lime drink. Put it on a t-shirt. That's original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can dig it. it, The thing is, is is the mint. You know, it's trying to find different ways to use mint. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, I think that um, the idea of mint still going strong and how much it produces and ways that you can fold it in, it's always going to be a benefit. So that's always going to be a winner. When it comes to the recipes, um, so. I can tell you how to use your mint, all of it. Okay. Do you want Do you want a bonus? Yeah, let's go for it. Go out to your garden and cut the entire thing down, all mm-hmm. of it, every mm-hmm. single piece, and hang it up and dry it. Take it, flip it upside down when it's dry. Scrape the leaves off. Stick it into a uh, like a coffee grinder or mm-hmm. something. Grind it up, and you've got mint tea. Well, I mean, I knew about that one. I thought you were going to, you know, no, take me to the moon but, here. Yeah. Well, the reason, yeah, no, there is no moon with mint. <laughs> but the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of people uh, that I know don't realize that you can make these huge batches of it and dry mm-hmm. it and keep it for, mm-hmm. you know, indefinite. So, yeah. but that's it. Just make yeah, just tea put it in something it, airtight you know? and uh, you're good to go. You know, I mean, let's, yeah. if you know, People, your family, your friends, that could be a nice little treat for a holiday present, birthday present, Christmas, just stuff it in, stocking stuffer almost, right? A little bit of fresh, dried mint. Yeah, we do that. We actually get um, tea bags, empty tea bags, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pack them ourselves and staple oh, them nice. shut. Yeah. And so that's, we've done that many times. Yeah, that's cool. We might actually be due for that this year because we got a buttload of mint. No. But, all right. Okay. I can dig it. All right. All right. So you have you another, you have two weeks to come up with your next fruit recipe. Um, now, this is an option. Now, the people can help you out here. You can send I us a note. I don't want no damn help. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
you almost folded it like six minutes ago. You almost <laughs> buckled and here you are. <laughs> I know what you all are thinking. You're thinking classic man, but you know, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Uh, no, there's no directions. Mm-hmm. I, I read the directions. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. No, I mean, seriously, like, I enjoy fruit, but the the truth of the matter is I enjoy fruit by itself raw. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really how I enjoy it. So like yeah. all these like fruit recipes, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. It's been wearing on me because I feel like I'm giving out weak recipes. And oh no, like, no. No, 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 because like I literally like mango. I like to cut a mango and eat a mango. Mm-hmm. There is no way I use mango for anything else because it's so damn delicious mm-hmm. that I just, you know, and it's like watermelon, like it's the nectar of the gods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, man. you know, it's something to be said about it. So well, listen, maybe I'm going to go back to you signed up for I, this. No one asked you for fruit recipes. It was your creation. You can So I can quit out. when I want. Yeah, you you can opt out at any point. You know, there could be thousands of people that are disappointed. But hey, listen, this is life. You don't get everything you want in life. Hey, look. <laughs> yeah. <We're> the- <laughs> now I feel guilty as guilty can be. Oh, it's all good. I might man. persevere you know in my good. garden, but I will quit on these fruit recipes. <laughs> so... And I, I realized last time, too, that I gave out two versions of the same recipe over time. So two different versions, though. I mean, it's- like I kind of I kind of like tweaked it a little bit. And after I said, I was like, wait a second, I think I gave that out before. Oh, I just so. realized I told the same story literally two episodes in a row. So, I mean, listen, again, we're not perfect. Oh, did we're you really? Human. What yeah, story? Like the, what story? It's the story about the third time, people. Third time's the charm. It's the story about the woman, the fellow gardener online that's like, I can't believe you're harvesting tomatoes in August. And I'm like, I'm trying to, every, oh, each yeah. time I say, I'm trying to figure out what zone she's in. And neither week I figured it out. Um, but yeah. Anyway. You need happens. to figure it out. I mean, third time now. But we'll never talk about this again. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> and I'll still not know. <laughs> no. So, right. is there anything else that really um, made you happy, you know, about yours or my garden, vice versa? Yeah, so I'm going to do the thing that's obvious here, that shame on you for not doing it first. So, that's the whole lead in. Um, this podcast has made me so happy this summer. Right. Really? So, yeah, absolutely. It has um, even the stress of some of the tech- technical things that we had to go through. Um, even that aside, it's been a it's been a great joy for me to talk garden things with you. Um, and we really got into the thick of it this summer. So. So, yeah, we did. And and you think we got into the thick of it this summer. Wait for winter. <laughs> well, you know what, though? We I felt like at least on my end, I was able to maintain my garden because that was a little bit of a concern, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we really enjoy it. We love doing this and love you guys. You know, there's a time, I intentionally didn't put but, there's a time commitment to this and the thick of the summer, it's like, oh, wait, hold on. You know, so I feel really good about it. There were some... Touch and go There were some days, (laughs) yeah, there were some days that I was like, damn, I could be doing something else, but... (laughs) You know, but the thing is, is as the conversations unfolded, 
I learned a lot, yeah. you know, and getting another perspective from somebody, you know, it's like you can jump on forums and mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook and all these places and, and you can definitely get ideas, but to like sit down and talk to another gardener, like intensively mm-hmm. for 90 minutes once a week. And that's just on the air. That's not to mention yeah. all the other conversations we have. Lord knows, yeah. Cause I'm for the record, I talked to Batavia almost every day. It's, uh, you know, I learned a lot and gardening is a very independent, mm-hmm. quiet hobby, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. lifestyle or hobby, whatever you want to call it. So to have somebody that you can communicate with and know that there's people listening that mm-hmm. find value in it has been has made me extremely happy as well. Yeah. Because I feel that all these years of learning and failing and trying and failing and failing and failing and trying and learning and succeeding finally has kind of led to this point to where we can share our knowledge collectively. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's so important to realize is like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, we talk about stuff that's in theory, but luckily between the both of us, we've tried a lot of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and just because it doesn't work for us doesn't mean it won't work for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think there, there's a level of encouragement when it comes to, you know, even for the best plan. I mean, literally in these first episodes coming out, you know, in October, there are things that have influ- that we've talked about that have influenced what I'm going to do over the next two, three, four, five months. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's significant. I mean, it's the, you know, we're impacting gardens right here at home. Um, and like you said, it's a solo sport, if you will. So being able to, and I enjoy a part of it where I can get in outside, dig in the dirt by myself. Like I enjoy that piece of it, but at some point you my head gets full of garden things and it's nice to be able to, you know, throw those things up in a conversation with you on hour two or three. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Man. Uh, I, I agree with you. And, and I'm going to go ahead and announce it and the schedule is not made up yet, but this winter, we are going to break down plants intensively for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to start with the first things you can grow and we're going to go as far as we can until the season starts. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to break down plants, plant profiles, companions, pests, experiences, all that stuff. So I'm super excited about that because one, I'm going to learn a lot about yeah. it myself yeah. and I'm going to probably learn some things that I thought were correct. And, um, the companion planning part I'm having an issue with right now, by the way, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn a lot about that too. So, yeah. And I think the timing of it really works well because it can help influence and inform our decisions as we come into the spring and into the summer. Right. You yes. know, so, you know, this is really by design as it relates to when we cover off on this. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of envision it as a library of sorts, you know, when it comes to some uh, some popular plants, some not so popular yeah. plants, everything in between. So we won't be covering yeah. cucamelons. So I'm going to tell you that right now. No, no. I, I mean, you can. <laughs> You're going to be talking about it. I'm not talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. So. But yeah, that's that's the plan. And, um, you know, if there's <clears throat> so if there's a plant or vegetable, a fruit in particular that you want us to talk about, then reach out to us on Backyard Gardens Pod on Instagram or um, on Twitter 
at mm-hmm. um what is it at gardens podcast mm-hmm. and right. they and let us know what you're interested in because we would love to have your input and you know Again, if you have a question, somebody else probably has a question about it, but we're going to go as far as we can and see what happens with that. But, um, you know, I think that's a good use of the of the winter Mm -hmm. because that's my theory. And in the newsletter, I put that like start studying, start learning what you want to do. You know, knowledge is power. And the more we know about what we're growing, the better off we are. Yeah, it's so it's a lot uh, more productive for your garden if you have some of these answers and knowledge going into the garden season versus trying to figure it it all out as you go. There's some pieces that I still figure out as I go. So that's fine. That's human. That's natural. Um, But there's some things that you have an advantage of coming into the garden season. So absolutely. Yeah, I mean. You know what else made me really happy? Aww. The amount of first-time gardeners that reached out this year to me and shared their harvest and their experiences with me was, um, and their excitement yeah. was just amazing, yeah. completely amazing. So um, I had never had expected that to be the case, mm-hmm. and for them, for people to do that was just. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So I love watching the joy people have. Um, my man, Howie, love you, man. When you got that radish and you made, and your <laughs> wife made that soup, I got to tell you, man, that, that made my whole year. Yeah, that man. man made my whole year. I totally remember that too. Yeah. I'm actually going to be mean, planting I, radishes. So I'm hoping maybe I, I may need to ask for that recipe. I was so impressed by the way it looked, mm-hmm. I w- if his profile wasn't private, I would have shared it every day mm-hmm. for the rest of the year in my stories, mm-hmm. just so people could see like what a small harvest, yeah, what you can turn it into, and the joy it brought somebody. Absolutely, you know what I mean. It's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, overall, I'm happy with the summer. I had a lot of. Um, the hurricane that came early in the year, which mm-hmm. is early for us, mm-hmm. it really screwed me up and put me in a bad spot. Yeah. But, you know, moving forward, I still got fall to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I got some tweaking to do for next year and got a lot of studying to do for uh, this winter. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm, you know, if, if I close my eyes and think about it, all the fails definitely sink below the winds. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the winds are just so much higher. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have a lot of W's on in the in the wind column, so I'm super duper pleased with the summer. And to be quite frank, that absolutely influences the kind of spirit you go into fall with. You know, that's just it's yeah. again, it's a reality in most cases. If we have some win, some success, it's encouraging to take us to that next step, which for me is a fall garden. So, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. This was a good positive podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Overall, it, it or just this, this one episode is positive? Are we focusing on negativity all, in all other cases? Uh, there will be a negative one coming up, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean, I think it's a f- good time. Because what I also do, I think we've talked about this, you and I, one-on-one, a part of this episode also is to encourage people to go back to thinking, all right, it's fall now. What did you enjoy about your summer garden, right? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't dread the winter so much, but mm-hmm. think about that and 
you know, try and grow and be happy and enjoy what you've done. Because yeah. let's face it, you've taken something that a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of gardeners, yeah. but there's a lot of people that don't do it and you've done it. You've grown food to eat. You've grown nutritious food. And that's something special that, you know, to be said. So mm-hmm. here, 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 here. I don't understand what here, here means, by the way, but that's okay. Well, yeah, there's a, I have to look it up every time I type it so I can get the spelling right. Is it John H-E-R-E, H-E-R-E? It's H-E-A-R, H-E-A-R, as in Oh, I here. hear, I hear, I hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, here. I'm yeah. Dropping that knowledge, man. Dropping that knowledge bomb. <laughs> Boom. So, yeah, everybody, send us your questions so we can help other people. Let us know if there's a plant profile that you want us to talk about. Um, hell, let us know if you want me to keep doing fruit recipes or if you want me to get back to the good old vegetable. Because um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, wintertime would, would be tough mm-hmm. to go through mm-hmm. with, veg- with fruit because um, I don't know any orange recipes. So I'm going to speak to the 15,000 folks that have listened to this and say, no one expects you or expected you to give fruit recipes for the rest of our podcast career. No one. We don't want it. Oh, you know what, though? In all seriousness, it would be a good aspect if I could like come up with solid fruit and I could be like the fruit guy. <laughs> You know what? It would bring like a good dynamic to mm-hmm, us. Like mm-hmm. you're the vegetable girl, I'm the fruit guy, but I'm not going to do it. That could have been reverse this psychology. T- like no one wanted you to do it. You really want to do it, don't you? You really want to do it, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't fall for reverse psychology. <laughs> we'll see. You know, he's going to be like giving s- us fruit recipes for the rest of our podcast career. Gosh, you guys would starve <laughs> to death. Nobody wants to make those recipes. <laughs> have you tried the watermelon pizza yet? No, but I do have, we're not going through this. I'm not going to cut the watermelon on air. I'm not going to add an avocado to it on air, but thanks for reminding me of it. That watermelon, I let it rot. So it was a watermelon I didn't grow, but I bought. Craziness. I got so distracted with my, you know, garden melons. Why did you buy one? Um, because it was so early in the season that there is no way my plants were going to produce a watermelon. Oh, okay. Additionally, my plants have not produced a watermelon, which again is another conversation. Throw it away. Yeah. We're going to have a show about that at some point. Yeah, what's the next, okay. what's the next show, Batavia? Should give us some, uh, give us a, something to look forward a hint. To? So next up, <laughs> I don't know if it's something to look forward to, but it is a real need. It's putting the garden to bed for the winter. And listen, we're going to be in October talking about this, but we want to make sure, especially for those folks that are in the lower zones that get colder sooner, that you have some time to kind of consider what you want to do, what you're willing to do. Um, So tune in for it. It's helped me these last couple of years. So highly recommend it. And we'll talk more about it. Well, we'll talk about fall too in there as well. And fruit. (laughs) No, 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 no. But it, I mean, in seri- all seriousness, like you can talk about putting it to bed in the winter, but you also need to talk about fall too, because that episode will come out. You won't even be in your um, frost date yet. So technically it'd be fall for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we can look at it as putting your bed 
uh, your garden to bed for the season. So for folks that aren't doing a fall garden, again, it's going to be applying to them. What are you doing to kind of close out that garden season? So, so yeah. And actually I do have one last question for you. Yeah. What is the name of your farm? Be better. Have you named your farm yet? Yeah. Be better garden. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Why would it be something different? I was just wondering. Uh-huh. I didn't know if you named it yet. Yeah. I feel like you got to name it. Yeah, of course. How, yeah. Do you, how will people know what to put in their Google map when they come to visit? Yeah. <laughs> mine is, uh, I, I named mine in July. Mm-hmm. It's Sandy Bottom Farm. Ah, uh, yeah. Because there's so much sand in the soil here, it's ridiculous, uh-huh. which is why my sweet potatoes are happy. That's the new construction, though, right? From the, a few years back. Isn't that why it's so sandy? Or is that a North Carolina thing? Yeah, it's 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 a North Carolina thing. It's not um yeah. So this area is known for blueberries and sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And they both love sandy soil. Yeah. And so when I go out there and I dig, it's like mostly sand, mm-hmm. which is why I don't have a lot of nutrients in mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one bed. Yeah. So And even the, just get the soil through. that you brought in, it's still basically competing with that native soil, which is sandy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So next show I'm going to I'm going to give a sweet potato update. I can't even like I'm I'm actually losing sleep over between that and the greenhouse I'm not sleeping much anymore. Aww. And then as soon as we hang out from the next episode I'm going to start building the greenhouse. So Oh, I can't I'm, wait. I I need like I don't want daily updates. That's a little bit too much pressure, but I I want to know as it's going along. Um You're going it's going to be built in 2 days. I'm not going to, I'll stay up all night and build it. I'm not going to drag it out. No, so, okay. Well, God bless you. It's going to be, it's going to be a trying process. My dad's like, I want to help you build it. Like, right, I thought you, are you going to, you guys are going to do it together, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It could be three generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> You're it's, excited it's, about that. So it's going to be a bloodbath. As a, as a note, <laughs> I did, um, I pulled a couple of sweet potatoes out. You know, you know the whole, let's see what size they are. And so, so yeah, I at least have like one sweet potato worth of sweet potatoes. That's it? Well, out of the ones I pulled out, I pulled one out of one container, which were the hundred dayers. And then I pulled a couple out because they are super duper small out of a, um, out of the Home Depot sweet potatoes, because remember I didn't know what yeah. type they were, so I don't really know what the recommended time frame. But um, I'm gonna leave them in there a while longer. Did you plant yours the same time as me? Mm, I don't. I think we both were on. No, maybe I planted mine a little bit earlier because you were on the hunt for slips. Yeah. I planted mine how many around days are June. They in? Around June the twelfth is when I. Planted I think that's mine. about when I did. Okay. Yeah, I think I did mine around then. Yeah. All right, well, we'll both have a sweet potato see. update. Let's just say that. Let's do it. Sweet potato update next week. Hands Until in. Then, yeah. <laughs> hands in. Everybody, enjoy your enjoy the rest of your gardening season. Enjoy fall. And think about the good things that you did in your garden this year. Don't worry about the losses. Just think about the wins. And uh, check us out next week. As we talk about, I forgot already, putting your garden to bed. Mm -hmm. Do it, Batavia. See ya.
Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.